0: Welcome, everybody! Yet another episode of the Wrestling Versus the World podcast. If y'all are enjoying your day, awesome. If not, well, let's see what this episode does because I got to start off with a joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Brayden Walker. Yes, that is right, ladies and gentlemen. I am covering something that has become an internet meme over the last thirteen plus years, and that is Brayden Walker, aka Chris Harris's time in WWE—the very brief one that. Oh, we're really going to dig into this one. So, we all know who Chris Harris was. One half of America's Most Wanted in TNA, tag team with James Storm, one of the best tag teams of all time. But in early 2008, he was suddenly released from his contract in TNA, and about a month later, almost, it was announced that he had signed a contract with the WWE. So, reading right here, I'm going to read from website noise, thesignaturespot.com. They have a bit of an article from his website. I'm going to read a bit of an excerpt from here about his announcement, right about here. Due to confidential negotiations, I have had to keep quiet for some time. I have read a number of wrestling sites reporting what they suspected was happening to me. Truth is, I wanted to keep quiet until it was official. Yesterday evening, I signed a contract with World Wrestling Entertainment. So he announced that by around early February 2008, he officially announced through his website that he had signed a contract with WWE. Now, his first official match under this round would happen in uh, somewhere around March of 2008 when he had a dark match against Shelton Benjamin. Now, this was the fourth the fourth time out of six matches he ever had with the company. He had three matches prior to this, two of them back in. Back in 1996, where he lost, had one match where he lost to Justin Hawk Bradshaw, meow, and another loss to Farouk, and then late, those were both episodes of Superstar Savings, and an episode of Jacked himself, Doug Basham and Rob Williams lost a six-man tag match against X-Factor, being Albert, Justin Credible, and X-Pac. So, by this time, he when he when this was his fifth or fourth match in WWE, this being a dark match, and he was wrestling under his name, Chris Harris. It would take a few months for him just to make his debut on television when he appeared with the whole infamous knock-knock joke segment. Knock-knock, who's there? Braden Walker. And I'm gonna knock your brains out. Yeah, we know that as a popular meme. In fact, I believe there was some other WWE show where a crowd got bored at one point. They were chanting, knock-knock, who's there? Braden Walker. Can't remember all of that well. Now, I believe Bruce Prichar mentioned in his podcast that they were WWE was not pleased with the physique of Brayden Walker because he was. You could definitely tell when you look at his physique in TNA compared to WWE; it looked like he gained some weight. And during his time WWE, in turn, he only had two televised matches between his dark match with Shelton Benjamin in March of 2008 up until his last match, which happened in August of 2008. Those were the only matches he had. No other dark matches, no house show matches or anything. So the first one, when he made his debut in WWE on the main uh, televised return, of sorts, he had defeated Armando Estrada in less than five minutes. And Estrada was trying to earn his contract in ECW, and Brayer Walker beat him. Next match, you would not see until about a month later, when in August 2008, when he would defeat James Curtis in less than three minutes. And right after that... Here's a release from the company. And in fact, if you go onto WWE's website, it says, and we all know by now, like, we've seen the format of how these work, and usually whenever WWE releases a wrestler, usually they'll address them by their actual name. But right here, courtesy WWE.com, it says, World Wrestling Entertainment has come to terms on the release of ECW superstar Braden Walker as of August 7, 2008. WWE wishes Brayden the best in all future endeavors. So they definitely worded this differently compared to how we usually see people discuss or get announced as their releases. Usually it says we wish them all the best of luck in their future endeavors or giving the real name. But they didn't do any of that on this day. And I believe there were a few other wrestlers that actually got released within the same week. Now, I was also looking through the Signature Spot website. And as well as something I did not know until just right as I was recording this, apparently... On the Lost Wiki Media Wiki page, which if you're watching this on YouTube, I will do my best to put the link in the description. Apparently, the knock-knock promo that Braden Walker did that night was actually different. Now i read right here from the page, but like I said, if you would like to read this for yourself as for proof of references, I will put the link in the description. Here's what the article says. Chris Harris is a professional wrestler who competed in WWE in 2008 for its ECW brand under the moniker Brayden Walker. Walker's brief time in the organization was universally panned by professional wrestling critics, including an infamous backstage segment where he confronted Armando Alejandro Estrada. Alright, I added that part in. Notably, this segment was recorded multiple times prior to the show, with Harris being given multiple names before settling on the Walker moniker during a live take. Now here's what it says for the background segment. part. saying, Chris Harris is best known for his time in T- Total Nonstop Action, Action from 2002 to 2008, including teaming with James Storm to form America's Most Wanted. During the time of the company, he and Storm became six-time NWA World Tag Team Champions. In early 2008, he was released from the contract. On the 29th of the same month, he signed a contract with the WWE. Harris debuted for WWE's ECW brand on the 8th July of July where he faced and beat Armando Estrada. Part of the match, a backstage segment was televised where Estrada requested ECW General Manager Teddy Long give him another chance to earn an ECW contract. Long ultimately agreed to this by introducing Estrada to his opponent, announcing as ECW's latest signing. Here, the opponent introduced himself as Braden Walker, made a now infamous knock-knock joke. Bunchline was Braden Walker, and I'm gonna knock your brains out. Now this, this is where a bit of light is shed into this. In a 2017 Two-Man Power Trip of Wrestling podcast interview, Estrada revealed that many pre-tapes for this segment were recorded, containing different dialogue for Harris, including giving him different names. However, a decision was made that instead of inserting one of the pre-tapes into the final broadcast, the segment was said to be performed live, with the name Braden Walker settled upon. Walker will wrestle once more, one more match on the August 5th. By defeating James Curtis before being released from his contract two days later, Walker's run was universally panned by professional wrestling critics for a multitude of reasons, including an unremarkable moniker, generic music, and ring gear, underwhelming matches and segments, and for Harris, gaining 20 to 25 pounds, which allegedly put him on bad terms with WWE management for lack of motivation. Now, of course, we know this because I don't believe he had a single in TNA. He just had regular trunks. And I guess that single was probably a cover up his stomach. And like I said, it was noted that he gained weight. His name, nobody's gonna get behind a name like that. Generic music, I can't even remember it at this point. In his matches, he had two in segments. That was like, I think that was his only segment in WWE. The only other one was one before his match with James Curtis, just someone walking backstage and that was it. And now according to the availability section, WWE typically keeps its media within his video library, including some of its darkest media. Therefore, there is a possibility that the pre-tapes of Braydon Walker's introduction may still be available. However, because neither Harris nor Estrada have worked with WWE since 2008, combined with Walker's poor and brief run with the organization, it is unlikely WWE will publicly release the tapes. And uh, <laughs> I think something that's a little bit funny here when I'm on the page, there are two videos here on the page, so this had to be posted in 2021 because the video on the left that you see that is on the page... Comes from my Double Z WWE channel, which is with the uh, little note there saying Brainwalker's entire WWE run, where I, in one video I put all this stuff together in one video his matches, segments, and everything. And then the video on the right talks about, has in video format, the shoot interview from Armando Strada talking about all this. So I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> that means, like, that. Well, even though the interview was done in 2017, it took until probably this year, just for this lost media wiki page, involving Ray Walker to actually surface. Especially because, like I said, it took until 2021 for me to get this video back onto YouTube, so it took until this year as I'm recording this for this stuff to happen, but... We look at this, Ron, and... Everybody agrees, this was so bad. Two matches, you don't remember them, and it's just become a meme at this point. Like, his career didn't really recover after this because i'm looking on his wiki page he's had a lot of stuff on the indies from time to time he had a one-year run with tna again from 2010 2011 and he had a sudden one-night appearance back last year for james Storms' 1000th match but it's like has his career ever recovered since this brief run like it's honestly become a choke ever since then like to have a one-year run back with tna After this and doing nothing notable since then, like, I think we can all be in agreement. This run with WWE really, possibly you could say, killed his career because he hasn't done anything notable since then, has barely had any mainstream success. And by mainstream, I mean actually being in companies, not by becoming an internet meme. But this whole run, my God, like I said, two matches, one segment, and that's it. And like I said, I know there was a WWE show out there. Where the crowd was so bored they chanted knock knock who's there, Braid, and Walker, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Like I said, you look at just look at a picture of even him for his ECW run, and then look at any pictures of him in TNA, you could tell there was weight gain. You could tell something happened there, like he must have lost motivation somehow if he wasn't working on his physique. But anyway. <laughs> uh this is a run I bet everybody wishes they could forget, but you can't because nobody can forget Braden Walker. And of course, oh, and I'm even seeing here on Wikipedia, just before I end the vi- the episode Harris' run in WWE under other media for his wiki page. Harris' run in WWE's Braden Walker became part of an internet meme centered around the knock knock joke. His short run in ECW with mockumentary style videos such as the definitive Braden Walker 3 d DVD, massing tens of thousands of views on YouTube. Could you imagine if WWE ever had the audacity to try to induct him into the WWE Hall of Fame? And they just try, somehow, using the stuff from his brief WWE return for that? I mean, the only other content they got is the dark match against Sheldon Benjamin, and the three matches that I mentioned before, the one from an episode of Jacked and the two from Superstars 96. That would be the worst hype package ever. Here comes Brayton Walker, the newest WWE Hall of Fame inductee. You barely remember him. But anyway, let me know in the, the comment section below of Braden Walker's time on the ECW brand. My God. God. This run was so bad and so laughable. Ugh. I mean, honestly, it's so bad. You kind of have to feel sorry for the guy because, I mean, some of that stuff's got to be on him as well. But it's like, he wanted to be in WWE, doing it was the big time, is was like the one thing he wanted to do, and he did not last long. One dark match, two televised matches, a bad name, and he's gone a couple days after his last televised match. I mean, no other dark matches, no matches on other shows, no house show matches or anything. Christ! Anyway, let me know down in the comment section below if you enjoyed this episode. Remember, to leave a like, comment what you thought below. Subscribe if you're on YouTube with the bell turned on for notifications. Or follow on other services if you were listening to this on other services like Spotify or whatever you wish to listen to this upon. So, thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody.